Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. The podcast helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today with a very special edition. We love the Chicago Red Stars. Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, whatever you want to celebrate episode. Uh, we don't have too much to dive in here today, so it's going to be one of those type of episodes. But still can't do anything alone. No one can ever do anything alone. So I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. How are you doing today, Claire? I'm good. Once again, feeling feeling festive this week. Or I'm trying. I'm trying to I'm, feel festive this week. Same. here. Nothing like hopping on a pod with my main gal on Valentine's Day. That's right. And chatting some fun stuff. Uh, we'll probably close out the episode with, with the festive things. Um, we like to do that. We love a good theme. We miss a good theme party. So we try to bring that same energy on these episodes sometimes where we can get it. Uh, but to start off, we're going to get into some NWSL league news and slash COVID related news and uh, some minor uh, Chicago Red Stars slash national team news, and uh, then we'll break off into the festive stuff for you all. So to kick things off, uh, the league is currently announcing their first trial run, not trial run, but their first run of uh, COVID testing. Announced, yeah, stuff, yeah. A lot of the stuff that got uh, you know announced in the formation, well, the framework, right, quote unquote, the framework for the season coming up included uh, the protocols for testing, and the league went ahead and announced that. There were testings across all of the 10 teams. Uh, and within all of those tests, it was like maybe over like 600, right, that were conducted more or less. And there were, unshockingly, unsurprisingly, right, a handful of positive tests. And uh, from there, the league is continuing to follow all protocols. And those folks are, uh, you know, doing their thing, following quarantine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, it, this is kind of barely newsworthy at this point, but it is in a way because this is the first time the NWSL has done this in that um, when they put the bubble together for the challenge cup, um, things were just kind of on like a need to know basis. Uh, they said that there were no positive tests upon arrival. Everybody, the bubble did not burst, you know, everyone stayed safe in the bubble and then everybody left. So they did not announce their rounds of testing. I mean, the question there, we've always had the question of, well, maybe were there some inconclusive tests that we didn't know about? Maybe. Um, but, uh, all proven to be negative afterwards. So, and then in the fall series, they also just kind of did a, we'll tell you when there's news, uh, with this, they said, you know, they, that nobody tested positive upon arrival. There was one positive test in the fall series. Um, and they did announce that, but they also kind of left it up mostly to team comms, um, to cover that sort of thing, which is not what you want to do. I'll just say that you want it to come from the league. The league needs to be, um, dealing with mandatory reporting, not only to the league office, but also to the public. Um, because it's that kind of transparency is important though. I'm not really patting them on the back for this. This is standard. Everyone should be doing this, but, um, the NWSL should continue to do this every week. I think that they had, yeah, three players, two staff members test positive on the first round of testing, which I believe if that was on February 1st, that's your inbounding. So that's everybody coming into to practice, into training, which to that extent, I think my personal line with this is just people are getting this virus. It's a very contagious virus. It's out here in this country. Um, it's at the point where it crosses over into are people getting this virus because of this job? Um, that's not where we're at with this round. And so we'll just kind of see how things go in future weeks. But as we've seen, you know, 
this, the way that they are doing this structure, the way they're doing preseason, the way they're doing the challenge cup opens up the possibility of a little bit of bad luck and you might have a team outbreak. And we have not dealt with that in the NWSL yet. So, um, fingers crossed, hopefully everybody can stay safe. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of this, uh, this first, first bit of it. Yeah, I do like that uh, this is going to be part of the, you know, the transparency, right? In 2021, moving forward with the league as they try to, you know, put together some semblance of regularity with having something like the Challenge Cup, wanting that to be an annual thing, having a, you know, a regular season. And uh, part of that is going to have to be, you know, constant testing, constant following of protocols. And uh, I do appreciate the transparency in the release that they put out, um, putting the numbers to it, right? You don't have to necessarily name names, right? But putting the, attaching the numbers to it, um, you know, within the release saying five individuals out of more than 600 tests the week of February 1 received com- uh, confirmed positive results for COVID-19 and that includes three players and two staff members, right? So um, who knows how that looked, if that's one specific club or not, that hasn't been addressed, but I do appreciate that that's um, out there. They also talked about how, you know, the appropriate uh, contract uh, tracing was, you know, taking place as well once those positive results came in. And um, we'll we'll see. It's just something that we'll have to continue to monitor this year. Yeah, I mean – Yes, this is a conversation that we're going to keep having, hopefully less and less as the year goes on. Um, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast, but um, the NWSL did recently also kind of put through their new COVID protocols, put those out into the world um, in terms of what they need for quarantining and tests in terms of, of travel um, and, and people who you are with outside of, outside of work. Um, I think the reality of that in terms of NWSL is it's different maybe than some other sports in that many players do live together. Um, And also maybe because they are not in the city where their family is, those are maybe the only people that they actually see for the most part. It's maybe easier for some NWSL players to be like, I'm fine just hanging out with my teammates. They're the only people I hang out with anyway. Um, And the NWSL is not going quite as hard in that respect in terms of, I think the NHL has been having some, like you can't fraternize with your teammates, which seems odd to me, but those are people with families. They're going home to families. They're going home to a different, a different household than a lot of these NWSL players. However, obviously I don't want to ignore the NWSL players who do have families. They are bearing really the risk burden of this whole thing. And and my heart goes out to them. And I really hope that people with families can get through this safely. Um, But that goes back to like, we saw pictures of the red stars training in masks their first day. I believe that had to do with testing. I think that they were maybe, you know, when you have players come in from the U.S. Women's National Team camp, there's a protocol that you go through. um, And you masks on versus masks off. They were able to take masks off later in the week. There are just some mitigating things that you do to try to avert as much risk as possible if you are convening to train, especially training indoors, um, like we are with the snow and stuff. So um, I just think all of that is... (laughs) long-winded and complicated and it's hard to um kind of make judgment calls as it's happening because a lot of things are happening very quickly um but it's also interesting in a way you know it's just kind of following figuring out how teams are following that protocol and um hopefully we go through all of this with no big bad story right yeah that's the hope 
No, I'm with you though. I think, um, yeah, I guess it's just a good thing for us to nail down now that it's, it is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. It's something that we as people who cover this team specifically and the, and the league on a larger scale will have to pay attention to. Um, and just putting it out there now that, yeah, it's just, it's a thing that we've been living with for over a year now, folks are almost about a year now. And, uh, we're just going to have to to keep an eye on it. And I think part of that is, is uh, you know, having those learning curves and like having that constant communication. It's so important. I think especially coming out of a year where there's so much of that was a layer of what is going on and what is happening and what do I do? So like, let's not have that energy in 2021. Let's have the opposite of that and like talk constantly and communicate quite openly. I also think, um, and just two things real quick. I think one, also in terms of how the NWSL is doing this season, I don't know if a lot has been said about this, but this is because this is how many of the players want this to be. Um, the reason they're not doing a bubble, you can guess some of those reasons, right? Facilities are a problem. Cost is an issue. Part of it is because they didn't, players did not have a great experience at the Challenge Cup. And so... There, to a certain extent, yes, this is riskier. There are maybe people who are going to be exposed to this virus who would not have been if they were in this bubble. The safest thing, obviously, would be to not play at all. Um, but I want people who are concerned for especially player safety to just keep in the back of your mind that this is the way that many of the players wanted to do this because they wanted to be able to live their lives as best they could as safely as possible while also participating in this sport. Um, and then the second thing that uh, was in this protocol that I thought was interesting is they do mention that obviously at some point in this year, hopefully, unless something goes terribly wrong, vaccines will become available to players and staff. They're not trying to jump the line. It's just once you get to the point where it is available to anybody that wants it, um, it is mandatory for teams to make that available to their players. So teams have to set that up. It is not mandatory for every player to get one if they do not want one. Um, also, there has been some discussion, obviously, about uh, some side effects of the vaccine. They're not serious, but you do maybe feel like you have the flu for 24 hours, especially after your second booster shot. For a professional athlete, you might not want to be getting that shot the day before a game. Um, but that is going to hopefully also be a real risk mitigator, especially with the league planning on not changing actually their protocol um, post-vaccination of players. They're not just kind of throw caution to the wind. A lot of similar things will be in place. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that this will be, this will be progressing. This will be ongoing. Yeah, I love it. I think that's also something we'll keep an eye on too when those vaccinations do become more readily available just to um, share joy because, you know, we're getting into moments here where like we're still dealing with the ongoing pandemic and we will continue to do so until like it is eradicated, right? Um, but in the meantime, there's important moments that you should celebrate. Uh, and like Claire, you always do make a lot of good points. Like, yeah, the players would want this. I mean, you got we got to take care of ourselves. We got to continue to wear a mask, wash our hands. Uh, but like, you got to also try to take care of your brain as well. So shout out to the players for kind of signing off on this as well. Moving forward, it is it is something that they wanted to participate in the way that it's uh, happening. And um, eventually those vaccinations will become a little bit more uh, readily available. Respect to them for not trying to, to cut any lines. Um, I did 
Have a great day today. Personally, shout out to my mama. Um, she was able to get her first vaccination today. Uh, shout out to uh, the Chicago Teachers Union and everything that they've been fighting for, um, trying to get back into classrooms with their kids uh, in the safest way possible. And uh, round one happened today for Mama Herrera. And uh, we are very, 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 very happy and grateful household for that. And uh, I send any good vibes to anyone else who has people in need in their lives who are still looking for the vaccine. Um, please sign a log on to your uh, government sites and uh, try to see what the best avenue is there um, because they're around. These vaccinations are around. It's just a matter of making sure you can get some some access to them. And uh, yeah, so right now just a sore arm and a Band-Aid and uh, we'll see how round two goes. But uh, that's just some some good stuff that I wanted to share with everybody. So thanks for letting me share the joy, guys. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my sister, my sister is a nurse and she's gone through both rounds of her vaccination as well. And I mean, the weight it lifts off a of family is, is massive. So yeah. uh, we're hopeful <laughs> that these, that these stories become faster and more prevalent and everybody's got one just like it soon enough. Yeah, that's a, uh, it's huge. It's a, it's a very, the sense of relief and the, the feeling that you get when that kind of comes in is, is indescribable. And it's something that I hope that everybody can feel honestly joy. It's a beautiful thing. Speaking of joy, there is nothing more than we love when Casey Kruger gets called into the national team, baby. And that is what <laughs> happened. Uh, shout out to Alana Cook. We are also big fans of her. Uh, really enjoy seeing what she does on the back line. Uh, she is with PSG at the moment over in Paris Saint-Germain. And uh, they executed their right to basically not release her uh, to the She Believes Cup. So that provided a spot that opened up within these national team camps ahead of the She Believes Cup. And you know what Vlako Andonovsky said? He said, I got you. I want to bring in Casey Kruger, baby. That's right. Yeah. Um, yes. So the issue with PSG uh, was not actually the releasing of the player for the international break. I know people are like, oh, here comes the U.S. Women's National Team trying to pull it. No, this is a normal international yeah. break. It's because um, in France, rightfully, honestly, they have a pretty strict quarantine um, protocol coming back into the country from out of the country. So she would have not missed games because of the international break. She would have missed games because of her mandatory quarantine upon returning back into the country, which that's keeps them safe. And I think that um, you cannot fault them for that protocol. I wish we had a similar one here, uh, but we don't. And she's not the only one either. There are some players from Lyon that were not released. Um, we haven't heard, have we heard, I don't know if we've heard specifically about the other PSG players who would also be playing. And she believes um, obviously Formiga is one. Um, Jordan Hinema is another. I don't know exactly. We'll yeah. find out. We'll find out. It's hard to keep track. We're of a Red Stars podcast. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was thrilled to hear that it was not an injury to Cook. You just don't want it to be yeah. an injury. Um, and then, yeah, you know, who do you call when you need a defender? You call Casey Kruger. Right. That's right. It's like, the, we need a defender? Question mark? I got you. Casey Kruger is going to get that cover for you. Literally. Quite literally. Yeah. I, I loved the video of, of uh, Kruger and, and Davidson doing the, just doing their little drills together. And I'm like, oh, it feels, it feels right. It feels good. Yeah. You love, home. you love to see it. You love to see We're, it. That's what this episode is about. It's about uh, staying informed and keeping the joy. Yeah. I don't know if, um, 
I mean, we'll see, right? There will probably be some media availability, right, from uh, head coach Vlako Andonovsky. As she believes Cup uh, looms closer, the first game is going to kick off in about a week. Its uh, first match will take place on February the 18th. Um, and, you know, ironically, the last, she believes, the, the last national team appearance for uh, Casey Kruger uh, was in the previous uh, She Believes Cup, um, got a handful of minutes, right? Um holding down a lead against Japan uh, in the prior She Believes Cup. So about a year ago, really. And uh, while that might, you know, raise a question mark for some folks, I mean, it was 2020 and there was not a lot of games that took place for the national team. Um, so it's good to see her, you know, get back in that mix. Yeah, I mean, I think if you follow the timeline, you know, she played in the She Believes Cup. She played in much of the Challenge Cup, but then was injured late in the Challenge Cup. Um, there were maybe some discussions. U.S. soccer was maybe part of the, the presence of holding her out of some of those later Challenge Cup games. Uh, she did not make it back into the fall series until the last game where she struggled a little bit physically. And then she uh, pulled out of the following camp because of that injury that still just wasn't quite game ready. Um, so this is great news. I mean, I don't know how much you weigh into this in terms of roster evaluation. It just goes to show that Vladko really is looking at everybody. You would think, why not Krieger? She's already there, but he just saw her. So he wants to see somebody else. Uh, and it's just great news for her recovery timeline. Essentially, it means that she's back in camp. She's feeling good. Um, and you love to see it. Yeah, 100%. Um, keeping on with the joy. It's a uh, it's Valentine's week. It's gonna be Valentine's Day this weekend, or Valentine's if you're folks who like to celebrate that, or if you're into just like celebrating friendship over this weekend, or honestly, if you're into just you know declaring and stating your declarations of your love of you know singledom, um, I'm here for you too. Uh, I, yeah, I saw I saw someone. It's it's technically a three day weekend for some people because President's Day is on Monday, and so it's like that's either good or bad depending on kind of what you're thinking about your Valentine's Day weekend. It's just a little bit longer this year. Yeah, it's like uh, what's what's a good follow up to a weekend of you know love and joy, President's Day. President's Day. We should we should follow it up with that um yeah i don't normally celebrate president's day uh i think that's just a i think it's mostly an excuse for like school admins to be able to catch up on grading or something yeah never really was like i am going to take this day to celebrate to think about presidents yeah right (laughs) yeah i mean i think about the president i think about the presidents but not the presidents i don't know yeah the pre the the pres the president's but not the presidents. <laughs> English. <laughs> English. Yeah, no, def- definitely not. I um, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like uh, telling the people in your life that you care about them and you love about them and uh, getting them some some goodies? Shout out to all of the plastic teddy bears that are sacrificed over the course of a weekend like this. Uh, But we're into consuming all kinds of media. And that also includes some, you know, some good old-fashioned rom-coms or just general, uh, you know, romance, movies, stuff like that. So we thought it could be fun to maybe 
uh, go through some some movies, throw some titles out there, and maybe kind of align them and line them up with some Chicago Red Stars players in terms of, you know, who we think could best embody or represent them. We thought that would be kind of fun. We're kind of going, uh, we're kind of going like uh, on, on brand and on theme here. And just like, I mean, we don't have to do like every single player on this preseason roster because that would make this entirely too, too long. There's 30 plus players. But when you think about like, you know, pretty epic, like, ro- whatever, like, romantic-type movies. Like, I think some of the top ones that you always throw up there is, like, I don't know, like, The Notebook, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always yeah. get, like, throwing that around there. And I feel like... I feel like The Notebook would really be, like, Morgan Gutra's jam. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like trying to think about... So, are, is the question what you think their favorite rom-com would be, or do they embody the soul, heart and soul of the film itself? Oh man. I don't know. I think we should keep it as vague as possible. Okay. <laughs> let's just say, so let's just say both. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, the notebook. So like, it's like a long story. There's correspondence, you know, it's like a long, it's like, I waited for you. Uh, <laughs> now I'm back, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, Morgan Gattrall. There you go. Or like, I'm trying to think like if someone, um, okay, here's one. Maybe it's like Alyssa Mott's like coming back from injury. It's like oh, they, you know, like they, they wore, they wore like Mott's on their, on their wrists at the challenge cup. It's like, I wrote, I wrote your name on my wrist and now you're back. <laughs> Two years. I wrote I wrote your name on my wrist every day. Every day for two years. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. That, make, that makes sense, right? I love it. That's that's uh fantastic. <laughs> I one uh let's see, I think another like another like movie that I'm have been into probably since like back in the day shout out to the 90s uh is like the the leo dicaprio like romeo and juliet mm, yeah like i've i don't know man this is like super big i don't know i feel like that would really be like like maybe that could be like mickey stan's jam i don't know yeah i think i like that one i think this one um dearly departed but like this one is like Yuki's. That's Yuki's Ooh. movie because it's like showboaty and yes. artistic and flashy. And there's like, you know, there's these the choreographed fight scenes and the you know that sort of thing. I think that, um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a former former Red Star, but I think that that I one mean, counts. I'll give yeah. it to you. Red, yeah, Red Star Forever. I think that that one, I think that Romeo plus Juliet is like a Yuki Nagasato tale for sure. <laughs> Thank you for Romeo plus <laughs> Juliet. <laughs> not to confuse, not to confuse folks. I didn't want to confuse folks with the Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, no, plus. This one really is Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, so it is. It's super representative of its time, right? It was like, oh, this is going, we're going to retell this Shakespearean love story with a modern day twist. And it, for its time in the nineties, it was just, there was just like a very like, mm, here's a nineties grunge energy to it. And I don't know. I just feel like Nikki Stanton could vibe with that. Okay. Vibe. Well then like in the same, in the same vibe. So like Moulin Rouge, same director. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, is that Morgan Gattrall? Because he, he, ha ha is French. <laughs> Yes, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that could be maybe maybe notebook is more like a. I don't know. Then maybe notebook could be maybe like a Juilliard's vibe. Maybe maybe. Yeah. Jack- well, I was gonna say the notebook's like southern too. So like. Hmm. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. But there aren't that many red stars from the south who are not <laughs> Morgan Gatra. They're not Morgan Gatra, who no longer counts because she's very much Chicagoan now. Right. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. I. I don't think people maybe think of this like right away. Is like when they're thinking about like oh like romance but i'm also thinking of like you know you got all these animated films that are like that like who is like who would be into like shrek on valentine's weekend <laughs> like oh god all of them like <laughs> i'm like that's yeah i mean that's uh, see that's nikki stanton to me she's the one being like oh, we man, should yes. watch shrek yeah, you know. that's the, that's what she's gonna suggest. She, she would be roommates. like Nikki Stanton is your friend that cries at the end of Shrek. <laughs> you know, she's never gonna do this show again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, I mean that as like, a compliment. As a compliment, she's gonna be like, I heard what y'all said. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's important. I think like some those are some of like the best ones, like the animated ones. Like you yeah. got like the Shreks, or you've got like Beauty and the Beast. Like, although that's like you know we look at that now as adults and we're like hmm there's problems with that but the music uh, in that movie is so good yeah it, it really is fantastic it yeah. really really is uh crazy rich asians Ooh, oh that's a good question um, i really did enjoy that movie just let's i just putting it out putting that out there. yeah how about i think um okay here's one so i think i'm gonna say this just because i would say that um tierna davidson is crazy rich asians because she has been a little bit drippy this past month yeah like she did she did that video for the u.s with like two chains on and like rings on every finger and i'm like yeah i like this i like this a lot so that's also i agree with that because it's an aesthetic that a i enjoy b i relate to and like with that movie i also just really enjoy it because it really is just like aesthetically pleasing yeah like yeah, it's yeah. so pretty to watch like just everything from like the cities that they film in the the cast <laughs> to be quite frank um and like just all of like the the fashion that that takes place within it so like that that's pretty dope too i think i yeah that's a that's a good one yeah. um this was one of my personal faves and i'm probably actually gonna watch this as soon as we <laughs> hop off uh but love and basketball i mean yeah sarah gordon so for next. sure what other ones do i really like um oh last holiday with queen latifah Oh, dude. That's a nice yeah. movie. I like that movie a lot. Maybe um, that's a Casey Kruger vibe? That, that is a Casey Kruger. You're right. Yeah, I think exactly. that's a Casey Kruger yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. For sure. Just very, very nice, very... Yeah, good feeling. You know, genuine, sweet film. Yeah. Yeah. Very sincere. Just all about it. Yeah. Uh, how about... <laughs> did you ever see the horror movie, Valentine? <laughs> no. Which one? There's a horror. There's a horror movie called Valentine, and it's basically just like a scary movie. I don't think I know that one. Which is that's a that's a shame too, because I pride myself on having seen every horror movie ever made. So that one needs to be maybe that's my on my list for this weekend. Because it's like if you're if you're just like alone and feeling down because of the pandemic and whatever, you can be like, 
murder. Look, look, look it up. Yeah. Valentine. Yeah. yeah. Report back. All right. Um, uh, how about, okay. This one, this one, you can't, you can't be too easy just because they said it in Seattle. But what about 10 things I hate about you? <sighs> that's a listen <laughs> I think I'm going to say that's an air. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think a listen that would be her jam. Yeah. I think she would sure. probably like identify on mm-hmm. personal yeah. levels with like, you know, probably like some of the characters within that. Yeah. Um, also again, just like another good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Good music, right? Good, good soundtrack. Uh, check it out. If uh, you have not yet, uh, shout out and RIP to Heath Ledger, yeah. uh, the the handsome the handsome prince. Um, yeah, no, ten things I hate about you is is I can't believe this, but like probably underrated now because as generations go yeah. by, <laughs> it's it's one of those movies that um, I think that you have to go back and watch it because I think you just forget. Like it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I remember Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles. Um, Joseph Gordon, you're like, wow, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is such a, a little baby in this movie. And then you're like, oh yeah, Allison Janney is in this movie. And like, you just start digging into it a little bit more and you're, and you're like, oh yeah, this one, this one holds up. It's a, it's, that's a great, outside of it being a romantic comedy, that's just a great movie. A great film. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think people should watch it, yeah. uh, honestly. Um, I'm also gonna throw in... Let me see here. I'm like browsing and cruising. I'm also going to throw in, because I actually saw a TikTok uh, talking about this movie recently. So it's still in my head. And it's also like still in the theme of like Disney, but uh, Princess Diaries. I think Princess Diaries oh, God, is I really love that good. I so much. It's yeah. so good. I think yeah. Princess Diaries is great because it can, it like transcends like all, it like touches all the bases. Like it's got, it's got romance in it. It's got like great relationship building between like, you know, other relationships in your life, like with a grandparent or like a best friend. It's good, right? Like it touches all of those things. And also just like peak Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O oh uh, in that movie. Uh, oh my God. Principal Gupta. Uh-huh. You know what? Uh-huh. I want to believe that like Princess Diary is like Danny Colabrigo's jam. Okay. Like, I feel like she would all be right. like. Let me, it. let me. All right. Here's mine. I think that. I'm all right. Uh, Mal Pugh, because that movie is about like finding out things about yourself and like expectations placed on you and learning how to deal with those expectations while also being true to yourself. And that has been Mallory Pugh's journey. Oh man, you love to see it and hear it. Yeah. I can see that. I want to throw also like another, like since I'm with Princess Diaries talking about like all of the different relationship aspects that are within them but something that really is maybe just sort of like hey gal pal like friendship like girl friends comedy uh like bridesmaids Mm. is one that i know gets thrown around a lot for like when the crew wants to get together sometime and like have a chuckle um What's your what's your vibe on uh, bridesmaids? Well, that's just the Chicago Red Stars defense, isn't it? It's just it's just the defense. All of them, like all of them, not even just like third and four, but every they are the they are the bridesmaids. Yeah, they're the bridesmaids. All of them. Yeah, BSG, Kayla Sharp, BSG. You got Sarah Gordon. You got Tina Davidson. You got Casey Krueger. They're just they're all. We'll throw Alyssa Mayer in there too. Yeah, Alyssa Mayer will be the will be the bridesmaid looking at everyone like you're all making bad choices. Stop. Yeah, Mayer's the one getting married that just wishes they would all (laughs) calm down, behave. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, why would you act this way when I actually invited you? Right. (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, I love it, man. Love to see it. Uh, I think this one, <laughs> this is probably terrible, but I got to bring it up because I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time. And I think it's a good one to maybe end on and transition to our next fun little theme. But uh, another 90s hit, another 90s joint, uh, Titanic. <laughs> It's, well, that's not a comedy, is it? <laughs> no, no, but it's got some romance in it. Hmm. Titanic. Oh, this one, this one's touchy. This one's like, I'm like, huh, who do I want to... Which wrestler do you think has the energy to watch this during Valentine's weekend? Like both VHSs, like VHS 1 and VHS 2. <laughs> Take a break um, before, in between. Okay, so... I say this with love, okay? Of course. I think the only thing I can think of when I think of, like, Titanic is I'm like, well, that's kind of how it feels to watch the Red Stars in the postseason sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the Titanic it's, is it's long. There's some good stuff. There's some, you know, it's like there's some love. There's some friendship. And then you just kind of have to slowly watch a ship sink. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, we played ourselves. Turns, turns out. Turns out it's a t- we're the ones. We are Titanic. Crying. It's you and me, Sandra. That's all. Side trap is watching. <laughs> mm. We did watch Titanic that weekend. Uh, championship weekend. Remember, we Holy were in the shit. hotel. Yeah. We were in the hotel in North Carolina, and we watched um, we that one preparing. MLS playoff game. And then we were like, "Fuck it, we're watching Titanic." And then it's we got odd. like a half hour into it, and then we turned it off. But yeah, oh, we are the ones who start Titanic <laughs> in the middle of the night. We love it. Oh, man. That's oh, that's fantastic. I don't even know how we're going to top that, but we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> uh, to close it out, we wanted to hit you guys uh, up with another similar vibe. We did this for Thanksgiving, uh, again, because we're fans of food here on this podcast. So we did a uh, like a starting 11 uh, best of like Thanksgiving food. So we're probably going to get a little bit broader with this, uh, but we thought it could be fun uh, to do maybe like a starting 11 Valentine's Day candy or treats or sweets uh, or goodies edition. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that we had a lot of fun doing it last time. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing it this time. Also, because last time we kind of winged it and this time we are still winging it as well. <laughs> so Yeah. I'm like, can we make it to 11? Do you think? I think we, I, I think I'm you know I'm, I think broadening it to like candies and like goodies is like mm, yeah you know is like important like you know who's gonna be the what who's what position is is going to be the you know the dozen roses like is it gonna be the forward right. is our, our target forward going to be the dozen roses no I think the dozen roses is like your center back pairing I think you put the roses mm. that's like the core oh but maybe it's too flashy for that I don't know I don't know. Or should we keep it like on brand and, and be like the the target? Because I know last time we went like top to bottom, so I think we should still. Do yeah, that. okay, so we'll start at the top. Or should we still stay on brand and be like uh, target forward is going to be the wine? Yeah, like, I think that works. I think just always, consistently, uh, target forward is wine. But it's going to be like the like the. I want to be like specific though. Like I want to be like it'll be like the rosé or something. Yeah. Like, it'll be like the trend, like the trendy, bubbly. Kind of it's got to be like a little bit bubbly. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the target for it. And I think like our wingers can maybe be. I'm gonna say like one of the wingers can be like a ch- like chocolate covered strawberry, mm-hmm. maybe right? Because we're starting on like like just like small stuff and like kind of staples. So maybe on one side we have like, or we can do it like. Um, maybe one can be like a, a dark chocolate 
uh, that's a good idea, right? So we can split that out. So we'll say that, right? So dark chocolate is like maybe your your seven, like your your, and then your milk chocolate is your eleven. You know, they could split. Um, here, this is very specific, but I was just thinking while you were talking, I was like, you know, one of the things I'm gonna miss about Valentine's Day this year is not is is like office valentine's day celebrations you know like i'm thinking like what does valentine's day really end up manifesting in for most people's lives and it's like cupcakes on friday you know oh, it's mm-hmm. just a little a little pick me up in february where you get yeah. to just have a tiny little office party or whatever because that's what valentine's day you know if unless you're celebrating with with a partner it's always just a little bit of an excuse to either treat yourself or your friends um, nothing massive, but just having mm-hmm. a nice little something. So I'm like office, specifically office cupcakes yeah, or like mm-hmm. office cookies maybe is your midfield, you know, like that's what makes the world go around a little bit. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I would agree with that because I'll take it one step further and say, and this is no disrespect to anybody who enjoys this, but those goofy ass like frosted sugar cookies from the grocery store mm. that like nobody really fucks with. Yeah. I can definitely see that being in like the defensive mid because like, uh, no, that's, yeah, that's like no one wants, like, <laughs> like no one wants none of that right. nasty cookie unless they, but they're, it. but they're always there reliably. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, if you're the person who can't think of what to bring, they're also always there for you. Just grab them. Um, okay. So we got, yeah. Nasty frosted sugar cookie from the grocery store. There's been some recent. There's been some recent frosted sugar cookie propaganda I've seen online, and I'm like, we're not, we're not rehabilitating this. It's we're not right. believing in that. And then we've got the grocery st- store office cupcake. So we need like a third mid. I think yeah. it's got to be like another. I think it's got to be like another baked good of some yeah. sort. I think the maybe and maybe this could be too heavy. Maybe this, mm-hmm. or no, actually, no, I think this is actually just right. But I was going to say, like, maybe the traditional, um, like, the traditional box of chocolate could be, like, the attacking mid. Mm-hmm. But, like, the baked good, nasty sugar cookie in office cupcakes would be, like, the, you know, lower. But, like, the assorted box of chocolate, like, the one that you just maybe pick up randomly like i either want to get this for myself and enjoy it or for somebody else um but like yeah. you know there's a lot going on in there there's a yeah, bag of yeah. tricks going on in that box so like yeah, you got that's maybe your playmaker yeah you got to have that if you're going to be in that 10 right yeah, I, I agree so i think that's gonna i think that'll be like our yeah midfield and it like works in any context right like it can be a gift it can be something that you get for yourself it can be something that you just have for like a group of people because everyone can just pick out their one one favorite so versatility yeah well. I'm I'm into, that. I'm into that. I uh I think we're getting into like our favorite areas, which is obviously the the defense and the, yeah. <laughs> and the back line. I'm gonna make a suggestion because you did we we still have these like random roses that are thrown out there. Yeah, but I think maybe maybe the roses can be the OBs. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think I think we got some pretty strong OBs on the Chicago mm-hmm. Red Stars, and I think that you know. When they get into the attack, right? It's beautiful. And then when they gotta cover and defend, they can get real prickly, right? With the thorns and if they gotta like, you know, stab somebody, they might Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> so we can keep that. We can yeah, split a dozen, like six and six, right? On on each side. Uh on each and that side. That also makes a li- that's a nice little visually, I like that as well. Right. That's nice. Right? Yeah. 
here. We're blooming. We're blooming on the OBs. Uh, I think, and hear me, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this for Thanksgiving or if we did this on Christmas, but I am personally a fan of the holiday Reese's. I think that the holiday branded Reese's cups are the best Reese's mm. that you can get. Like they're better than the actual Reese's peanut butter cup. They're better than the actual Reese's peanut butter miniature. There's something about the specially made holiday one where it's just, it's just different. It just hits different. I don't think I've there's, ever had that before. There's more, there's, it's different, dude. Like there's more peanut butter feeling like within it. It's mm. cool. So like whether you're getting like the tree shaped one or the snowman or the Santa shaped one, for Christmas or if you're getting like that. Oh egg. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking but about. Like, yeah. So like for Valentine's, they'll have like the heart. They'll have like, Oh, here's a Reese's peanut butter heart. Yeah. Right. And I think for the center bags, it's gotta be that. It's gotta be that Reese's peanut butter cup. Heart. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's solid. I think yeah. it's special. I think it's kind of like a fan favorite as mm-hmm. well. Um, apologies to anyone who is allergic to peanut butter. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry about that. Um, Maybe we can let us know what your substitute will be if you don't want that. And then we've got our goalkeeper, man. Who's going to... Okay, so this one, this one's a little bit... This is a little bit out of left field. Let's do it. All right, so I think your goalkeeper is... Uh, <laughs> I think your your goalkeeper is the chocolate bunny that gets wrapped in with the <laughs> valentine's day candy but it's really like for easter but easter's what's next you know yeah. um i like it because your bunny's got a sense of perspective you know things will things will this game we, we got the valentine's day game today but we got the easter game uh you know yeah. in a couple of weeks so we got to pay attention to that too um it's got a little bit more you know heft to it like that is the cornerstone candy yeah. um and also, quite frankly, uh, if you buy one on Valentine's Day, it will still be in your kitchen on Easter. So, <laughs> dependable. All reliable. All reliable. Wrapped in foil. Yep. Specifically, you know, you got that extra layer of defense there with, with the foil. Yep. I'm into it. Uh, I like it. Also, it stands out. As That's all right. goalkeepers stand out. You'll be looking at this very Valentine's-themed um, goodies lineup, and then you're like, hmm, there's a bunny in the goalkeeper. There's a there. bunny back there. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Feels mm-hmm. right. Feels good. I'm into it. Um, yeah, and I think for just uh, funny, like, kicks and giggles, um, the coaches and the coaching staff are going to be, like, those random chalky hearts <laughs> with messages. Yes, with messages on them. <laughs> with messages on them. Yes. Do better. Yeah, right. Run. Way to go. <laughs> Run. That's me. And then the other subs are like the Sour Patch versions. Ooh, those. yeah. I like that. Because I don't know if you had those, but those Sour Patch hearts. Are no. Different. I bet those are better than the... They're much better than the chalky, than the chalky ones. Messages. Yeah. Because like the messages on those are like funnier. They're like, what's up? Or like, hey, bro. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so, so you could do that. Uh, this was fun, as always. I think we should always wing this whenever we can. Whenever I think that if we prepare, it's we've prepared too much. Yeah, it, it'll be terrible if we actually try to prepare. Uh, everybody, please have a safe, safe uh, holiday weekend, and uh, however you depend, uh, depending on however you try to celebrate it. Uh, and if you don't celebrate it at all, hell yeah, treat yourself, take care of you, 
by all means, uh, play back this podcast. We'll be your company for the weekend. All good. Uh, we want to thank everybody once again for your support, as always, of Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. And we just want to let you know uh, if you're looking for ways to continue uh, um, our content production, the best way to do that is by going to our patron, uh, finding a subscription tier that works for you. We've got many, uh, some that start at $2 all the way to $25. Please find one that works for you. Um, if not, we understand that 2020 and 2021 has presented some challenges for everybody. Um, so if supporting monetarily is not something that you can do at the moment, we understand. And I just want to let you know that there are still a ton of ways that you can continue your support of Southside Trap. You can do that by following us on all social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. You can go ahead and find us on streaming services like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify. So go ahead and find us. Subscribe to us, please. Leave us a rating, review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we are trying to produce Chicago Red Stars content for you all. So everybody, please continue to be safe. Make smart choices. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be socially distant. Continue your support of Black Players and Black Life, and we will be with you next week.